0: Okay, my name is uh, Jim Specht, I'm a professor in agronomy, now retired at the University of Nebraska, and my specialty was uh, soybean physiology and production in addition to genetics and genomics, but today we're going to focus on physiology and production of soybean. So in this segment, we're going to talk about uh, one of the biophysical reasons why you could expect an early soybean planting date to increase potential yield. And one of those issues is the amount of transpiration you can get from an early planted soybean field that will transpire more water during, this, during the summer season. And we know from biophysical research done by many uh, microclimatologists is that there is a direct relationship between soybean yield and transpiration. Indeed, there is such a direct relationship for all crops, including cover crops. So let's talk about that. Uh, here you can see uh, a slide here, on the left we have uh, estimated soybean ET and the vertical axis and day of year on the bottom axis and across the top you can see the vegetative and reproductive stages. You see that, that water use by soybeans reaches a, could reach as much as 0.3 inches of ET at, just before R3 before it declines later in the season. So what we're talking about here, uh, if you take 0.3 uh, inches of ET and divide that by the by the uh, inches by the 27,154 gallons per inch of water, you're talking about this field transpiring about or having ET of about 9,000 gallons of water a day, right? Just before ET, just before uh, R3. That's a fair amount of water and we'll discuss that in a moment, uh, so that's mentioned on the, on the right. So, so uh, we're really interested in, in T because the linear relationship is between transpiration and soybean yield, so if we can increase the fractional amount of, of T that is in ET, we're going to be much better off in terms of getting a higher yield. So if we take the data from this slide and cumulate it, which is on, this one's on an inches per day, we're gonna talk in the next slide, cumulative inches per day, you can see you transform that peak curve into a sigmoid-based curve showing, uh, by sigmoid, we mean it's slow at the first, but accelerating, it reaches an inflection point where it's nearly linear before it turns around and decelerates to reach a final uh, amount of water use. For this Lincoln, Nebraska example in 2006, you can see that we should be, based on that predicted ET uh, from the prior curve, we're we'll probably use almost 19 inches of ET to grow that crop. That's a 140 day crop. And you can see that if we also plot in the dashed line the cumulative amount of precipitation that would be expected historically normal at this site, you can see that's just a straight. Uh, Linear line. So around R3, you can see that we have more than enough water, as presenters in this uh, in this uh, field day have pointed out, to satisfy growth early on in the season. But later in the season, we're going to be in deficit in terms of supplying uh, rain using rainfall to supply um, soybean water water use ET on a cumulative basis. In fact, I think we're talking about about a four-inch difference here. And just a quick stop here, just to mention how much water a crop use. Uh, a soybean crop with 125,000 plants per acre could produce 70 bushels of soybean per acre in a 140-day growing season. And that would require about, as we saw in the prior slide, about 19, we'll just round it up to 20 acre-inches. And so if there are 27,154 gallons of water in an acre-inch, you're talking about that crop is going to need 543,000 gallons of water just to supply its seasonal ET needs. If you look at a small town in Nebraska or elsewhere, uh, the water tower there only ha- has enough room to hold 300,000 or so. So that crop is going to use more water than is in this uh, tower, water tower of a small town. Also keep in mind that all that water for transpiration in the ET has to come from root hairs, and root hairs are the only way that water gets in or nutrients get into the plant. Everything else in the root is basically subarized uh, tissue, so water doesn't escape or is permitted to enter. So, so, so remember that about point, at about R3, the peak ET reaches about um, 33 uh, inches, acre-inches. A third of an acre inch, and that's about 9,000 gallons of water. And I think I transport that into how many cups would be needed. So on the left is a, a textbook diagram of, a, of a, a crop root, a young one, showing the growing tip, the root hair region, and an above region which is stationary and subarized. On the right, I happen to find a photo that shows an actual soybean seedling that's after germination. Actually shows the root hairs. They're so fine that you can hardly see them without some magnification. In fact, when you pull out a root, all the root hairs are shed. Uh, root hairs are shed off. So soybeans grows down pretty quickly. The root system. You can see the tap root system here, and some work done by my graduate student. How deep it is? It's 10 inches by the time the soybeans pop up their cotyledons as shown on the left, and they go downward pretty rapidly, and as the taproot heads down, and the taproot heads down, you'll see lateral roots coming out of the taproot, and you also see tertiary roots coming out of, the, out of the lateral roots, and each one of those tips has root hairs that will forage for water. Uh, and Jessica, my postdoc found this relationship between the top uh, above ground growth and the below ground root system. So, at the top, you see that we're monitoring VNR stage in this soybean crop that was planted in early May. And you can see down below, we're using these glass filled or glass open tubes to see where the root tip system is. So if you start on the day of planting, you can see there that uh, roots, the radicals, are already uh, emerging from the uh, soybean seedling before it even merges and it's headed downward in a straight line at a rate of 1.2 centimeters per per day and uh, that's equivalent to about 0.47 inches per day. So it's heading down pretty rapidly. The lateral roots are a little bit behind because you have to wait about 10 inches behind the the tip before they come out and the tertiary roots also don't come out until the lateral roots are established. So if we look here You can again see that uh, what we have here is soybean roots. We can use that prior scale to determine where our root system is. And if you go to Soy Water, the online device for scheduling soybean irrigation, you can see what the root depth is for each stage of, of the crop you're growing, assuming this model holds. And keep in mind also that uh, in this calculation uh, of VT data from four sites in the U.S. that comes from uh, Purcell and his colleagues, Tom Sinclair, you can see that transpirational water use efficiency is much, much greater earlier in the spring than it is later in the summer. That's because temperatures are cooler in the spring, and so you're able to transpire uh, without at lower rates or at, at Better water use efficiency. So I've drawn the blue lines in there for, for the May one planting, and then also the blue lines for the May thirty one planting. And this would also apply to your uh, cover crop because remember it's grown on. It started coming out of the ground and transpiring on April fifteenth, so its water use early on is also going to be day efficient as well. So what's the take home points here? Uh, early planting allows soybeans to. to soybean crop to capture and use available early season rain for transpiration at a high water use efficiency due to lower temperatures. And because of that transpiration, greater transpiration, the known uh, relationship between soybean yield and transpiration can come into play and therefore you're gonna end up increasing yield. So this is basically the second reason behind solar radiation as the first reason why you get higher yields when you plant soybeans early.